Welcome to Become a Calm Mama. I am your host. I am Darlene Childress. And I had promised last week that I was going to do an episode about consequences. And I am going to do that, but not today. Because it is the middle of summer, or like kind of the kickoff of summer. And I know that a lot of you are traveling with your kids and you are on vacation and you are losing your minds a little bit. And I wanted to give you some tips for how to handle misbehavior on a vacation um, and how to prevent misbehavior and what to do when it happens while you're on a trip, while you're on a vacation. I was thinking about this funny thing I once read is that like, you don't go on vacation with your kids. If you travel with your kids, it's a business trip because you're taking your work with you, which is pretty much true, if, especially if, you know, you are the primary parent, the default parent, and you go on vacation. It doesn't always mean that, you know, you're off duty. You know, what we tend to do when we go on a vacation or we have a trip planned for the most part, we anticipate that it will be lovely, right? We're like hoping it will be idyllic. And we sort of set ourselves up in our mind for like, oh, we're going to have such a good time and we're going to stroll through this new city or we're going to, you know, go fishing or we're going to be on the lake and we're going to teach them to water ski or go tubing or, uh, you know, they're going to be able to like snorkel if you're going someplace with that option, Are they going to go to the grandparents and we're going to have all this time off because the grandparents are going to take care of them. And so we think that we're going to have, you know, this idyllic situation and we plan all these, you know, adventures and we think about all the details and we just can't wait to like have those squeals of fun and laughter. And then the reality hits is that you're taking your actual children with you on your trip, (laughs) not make-believe dream children, not unicorn children that you made up in your mind, but your actual kids. And it's like, even on the drive to the airport, or once you get the road trip kicked off, you hear the screams erupt from the back seat as one starts to hit the other. And you're just like, the whole trip is, it feels like this is going to be the whole time. This happens even with day trips, like, you know, beach days, lake days, pool days. It's like all of a sudden, you know, sibling stuff happens. I'm going to do an episode on siblings in the summer as well, because it's such a huge issue for all of you. But for this episode, just thinking about, you know, that moment when your kids, when you realize you have your own children with you on your trip and it's like, oh, you know, I'm so discouraged. Why do they always do this? They're going to ruin our trip. They're going to ruin our vacation. And I want to remind you that you are bringing your actual kids with you and kids misbehave. It doesn't matter where they are. So when you take your children with you, they're going to have the same behavior struggles and the same emotional dysregulation that they have at home. They're going to have it on the trip. And that means you need to not just pack all of your good ideas. You also need to be packing your good parenting and not, not forget that you are going to do parenting on the trip, on the actual vacation. The other thing I want you to know is that not only are you bringing your regular children with you and their regular behavior, but you're also bringing kids 
And you're taking them out of their normal predictable rhythm and their normal routine. And it's going to create stress for them. Even if it's a very fun trip and you've got a lot of good things and it's like their favorite thing, you're going to Legoland and you've got a Lego kit and it's amazing and you just can't even believe you're getting this opportunity or they love princesses and you get to go to the Disney store and like it's just so exciting, right? Yes. And actually excitement can create dysregulation. Dysregulation, what do I mean by that? That means when the the emotions go faster than your nervous system can handle and you get off balance, right? So your kids on a vacation are more likely to have worse behavior. So you as the parent will think, oh my gosh, they're gonna, we're gonna have this great trip. They're gonna have amazing behavior and we're gonna have this perfect time and you forget you're bringing your regular kids with you and then you're actually putting your kids in a stressful environment, right? You think of long lines, bad weather, sitting for long periods of time, sleeping in new places, possible time zone changes, all sorts of new food. Those things are challenging. And so your children, they're going to need more support and more parenting. Because the thing is, I've been thinking a lot about this, is just that kids, they cry a lot. Like I was just recently on vacation. I don't have little kids, but I, of course, you know, pay attention to everybody who's parenting around me wherever I go. It's like an occupational hazard. But I love it. I'm always so endeared by the whole thing and and watch the mamas, you know, just working so hard to be good mamas. And it always um, warms my heart and breaks my heart a little bit because they're working so hard. Just relax. What I noticed on this trip is just how much kids cry and how often they have big feeling cycles. And so it doesn't matter where your kids are, if they're at home, at school, at grandma's house, on an airplane, in the line of museum, swimming in the resort pool, the location or the circumstance isn't what triggers their behavior. It's actually the thoughts and feelings that they have that trigger their behavior. It's the emotions that drive the behavior. I'm sure you've seen this where you watched your kids fight while eating an ice cream cone on a beautiful day. And you're like, wait, how are you not catching that this is an incredible experience, right? Or there's like, you know, you're at the ocean and there's dolphins and your children are fighting over a, 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 a toy, right? And you're like, well, she has nine and you have two. Just don't fight, right? And you, what you don't know is what's going on in their head at the time. They have thoughts. They have feelings. So they might be eating an ice cream cone and it's beautiful, but they all of a sudden might think, his ice cream is bigger than mine and everyone likes him more and it's not fair. My mom likes him more. That's why she got him a bigger one. And so then those thoughts that they don't even know they're thinking because they don't know that they're, they're not aware of their thinking. Children aren't a- able to do that, but they have thoughts. And then those thoughts trigger feelings like disappointment and frustration and jealousy right? So then all of a sudden they're communicating or coping with those feelings by shoving their brother or complaining to you or crying or pouting or, you know, I don't want, I didn't even want this ice cream or whatever. So when that kind of stuff happens, if you're like most parents, right? You respond with threats. You're like, okay, fine. I'm not going to buy you ice cream tomorrow. Or I can't, you're, you're always so ungrateful. Like we criticize them or we complain or we give a little lecture about being nice or, you know, we, we kind of get on top of their behavior and we criticize or shame or try to control the behavior. And that is a very normal response, but I'm sure you have done it and you've noticed that it 
often makes things worse. Have you noticed that? So when you get into that command threat cycle in parenting, you sometimes you can switch the emotion and you can like turn that um, that behavior off because you're shifting your kid's emotion into some sort of like fear, shame, guilt, something like that. And then they might change their behavior. But really, it never feels great. It might be a short-term, quote-unquote, win, but it's not a long-term solution, right? So when you're on a vacation, like when you're not on vacation, when you're not traveling, when you don't have any expectations and your kids kind of have a meltdown about something, about, you know, ice cream cone or whatever, and you're at home or you're at the park around the corner, you don't really think that much of it, right? But that's because you don't have a high expectation that this is going to be a million dollar day. You're just like in a regular day. But when you're on vacation, you tend to take these moments more personally and you worry like, oh my gosh, see, if they keep this up, they're going to ruin the vacation. And we start getting more critical of our children and we think, God, they can't just be grateful. So what happens is that you maybe overparent in that moment in order to try to get your vacation back online and try to... Uh, you know, get your kids to listen to you. So then like, have a good time. God damn it. <laughs> right. Um, so what I want to do is offer you some tips to get you out of that command threat model while also helping you know how to handle those sort of situations. The first tip that I want to give you is about mindset. I've kind of talked about it a little bit already in this episode, but really thinking about what you are chasing when you go on this vacation with your family. What we tend to do is we make plans like, okay, we're going to go to this thing. We're going to be here. We're going to do this. We're going to eat here. And it's very practical. We don't spend a lot of time thinking about the feelings that we are chasing. What is it that we're doing? Why are we going on this trip? What is it that I want to feel while I am there, what are the feelings I'm chasing and what are the memories that I want to capture? And I want you to think about that before you go on your trip or sort of when you are in it and you need to reset, thinking about, okay, what is it that I want to remember about this trip? I want to remember laughing. I want to remember uh, feeling connected. I want to feel joy. I want to feel delight. I want to feel, you know, happy, content, right? What are the feelings that you're chasing on this vacation? The feelings that you have on in life are coming from the way you're thinking about the thing that you're doing. It's the basis of cognitive behavioral therapy, right? Cognitive is what's going on in our brain, and then behavior is how we show up in the world. And so our behavior is driven by our feelings. Like I say that all the time about our children, and it's true of you too. So if you find yourself pouting and shouting and threatening and scowling and, you know, being re- re- really negative towards your kids or feeling discouraged on a trip and showing up in a way that you don't love, that is probably because of the way you're thinking about things. So mindset 
is actively choosing to think thoughts that make you feel the way that you're chasing. So for example, if you are thinking things like, these kids are so rude and grateful. They're, these are, their kids are brats actually, right? Maybe you won't tell anybody that, but people tell me that all the time as their coach. They kind of reveal these, these secret thoughts that they have about their kids. And the feeling that you have is angry or disappointed or frustrated. And I'm telling you, if you feel that way while you're in your memories of your vacation, that is going to be what you remember afterwards. Like you'll look at the pictures and you'll look so happy, but you won't remember feeling happy because you actually weren't. So how do you shift towards the feelings that you want? Some of the thoughts that I use whenever I find myself feeling resentful or angry with the kids is one, honestly, I think, wow, they're really immature, (laughs) which seems kind of petty, but the truth is children are immature. They're supposed to be, right? I used to say like in my mind, like stop acting like a seven-year-old when they were seven because I would remind myself that of course they're going to act this way. They're a child. So if I want to feel more peace or more contentment or more joy, I need to pick thoughts that kind of lead me towards that. And judging my kids like, oh, they're so annoying. They're such a brat. This is so terrible. Um, You know, I wish I wasn't even with them. Like those are fine thoughts to have. Those are thought dump thoughts. And I don't mind you processing your negative emotion What I want to offer to you is that the way that we shift our mindset is we decide in advance how we want to think and feel. So then when we have those default thoughts that show up like, oh, these kids are so annoying. I can't stand them that you go, oh, okay, I'm feeling annoyed. I'm feeling angry. What do I need to take care of myself here? And resetting inside, resetting your own nervous system and then shifting into some thoughts that you've chosen to think in the, in the, in the past, like, wow, they're really struggling right now, or this is a temporary moment. My kid's just having some big feelings. I really, I love my children. This, I I always think this moment is temporary. This is an emergency. Uh, I wonder what they're thinking and feeling. They must be having big feelings. This is just big feelings. I have some default thoughts that I've practiced to help me get out of that stuck moment and move into the feelings and thoughts that I want to be thinking and feeling. So that an exercise for you is to sit down and think about like, how do I want to feel on this vacation? Joy, peace, love, connection, happiness, you know, feelings like that, excitement, enthusiasm, and then write down, what do I need to be thinking to feel that way? Or what thoughts would help me think, uh, feel that way? So I, I have a big list of, you know, default thoughts that you can borrow. Um, and I've, I've shared these on the podcast before, but one is just like, I, I like my kids. Um, I'm a good mom. this is temporary. This moment will pass. My kids are struggling. My kids can figure this out. I have permission to pause. I have permission to take care of myself. I can handle this. This is, I I honestly like on a vacation, the best thought that I could offer to you is this moment is temporary. Like 
your kid is having one moment of grumpiness, it doesn't mean that the whole trip is ruined. Like just not to go to that all or nothing thinking and stay in the, this, this moment is temporary. This is one big feeling cycle and it's not the whole trip. That will help you get out of that like negative space. A couple other strategies is the one is being, um, pausing when you're mad. Okay. So that has to do with mindset as well. When you, I've taught to you, you know, the pause break in on this podcast before, especially, uh, you know, in the earlier episodes. And I teach you that when you pause, what pause means is when you find yourself activated, overwhelmed, angry, frustrated, if you're in any of those negative emotions that you don't want to be feeling on your vacation, I invite you to pause and reset. So what does that mean? Reset your body, reset your mind. So how do you reset your mind is with that mindset work. I do a mini thought dump where I'm like, oh my God, these kids are so annoying. This is so frustrating. I can't even stay on this. This is really irritating. Oh, I'm so mad. And I let myself feel the feeling, but internally or to myself. Like even as I'm doing this, recording this episode, I have my hand on my chest because I do that all the time when I feel upset is a form of compassion to me as I put my hand on my heart. It actually does create oxytocin when you put, when you touch your own body like that. So I comfort myself. I soothe myself. I recognize the emotion that I'm feeling, the thoughts that I have. I validate that. And then I say, okay, but how do I want to feel? What do I want to be thinking right now? And I shift. That's resetting my mind, doing my mindset work. Other part when you're upset is you need to move your body. So taking a deep breath, putting your hands in the air, shaking your hands a little bit, jumping up and down, taking your hair out of your ponytail and putting it back in, getting lip balm, put your, putting lip balm on, uh, getting a drink of water, actually like stand up, put the, put, everybody put your feet in the water, you know, move, move around, shift the moment a little bit and it will help you get out of that. Um, funky mindset. So tip one, mindset. Decide in advance how you want to think and feel. Two, when you are stuck, pause. Take a pause break. Reset. Three is be a flexible leader. So you're the grown-up on this trip and being the leader when you're traveling is even more important than when you're at home. And the reason is because there's going to be times when you're traveling when there's a lot going on and you need to be able to think clearly and you need to switch things up. And I know that is hard to problem solve on your feet or to, you know, switch gears. But as the leader, I want you to feel entitled to change your mind, to decide that maybe something isn't going to go well, isn't something's not going well and switching gears. When you feel that you, when you have that confidence and you feel calm, your kids' behavior will improve. They will be less erratic when they feel that the grownups around them are in charge, that the grownups have, that they're taking care of things. Your kids actually don't want to be in charge. It's terrifying for kids. So if they're like, we want another ice cream, we want another ice cream, we want another ice cream. And you say, no, we're not having another ice cream. And I'm happy 
to take you to the pool once you stop asking me for ice cream. So that's a limit, right? And you wait for them to stop. That feels good to your children when you are strong and a leader. They don't look like they like it, right? They look like they're upset and they look like they're like thinking you're a mean mommy. But really, subconsciously, it makes them feel safe because they know their children. They know they are small. They know they don't understand everything in the world. They do feel vulnerable because they are young. That is just the state of being young, being vulnerable. And they do look to the grownups to be in charge. They want you to be calm and confident. They want you to be the leader. So own that energy. Own that leadership energy. So what does that look like in practice? I, of course, you guys are moms, right? And, and dads, but you're, you have a plan for the day. Like, you know, you guys know what to do. You're grownups. And so you have a general outline. You know, you know what time you want to do this and you're going to go here and you're going to get food here and you're going to snack pack the snack bag and, you know, whatever. But I want you to also recognize that there are going to be times on a trip where you realize like everyone is too tired for this day. Like what I had planned is not going to work. Be ready for misbehavior and big feelings to impact your plans. Be flexible and ready to pivot when you feel stressed or, or when the things just don't look like they're going to go well. Because if you're flexible and you know, okay, it's okay. We don't need every memory in order to have a good trip. We actually need to be chasing the feelings And that might mean changing plans, changing circumstances. So it's okay if something doesn't go as planned. It's okay to skip a planned activity or leave early or say no to a family gathering or spend longer at the hotel pool than you planned. Because if you keep your kids kind of well-rested, well-fed, have enough big body movement, if you keep that balance... Then when you go to the museum or you go to grandma's or you go wherever, they're going to have more ability to regulate themselves at that adventure and at that activity. But that means kind of moving within that. It's like a dance almost like where you're kind of watching to see, okay, are these people, can I take these people to the beach today? And like everyone is crawling around crying and having a fit. If you know in your mom energy, mom intuition, okay, this is going to be fine once we get there. Great. Push through. Just, you know, okay, get the sunblock on. Just kind of go through the motions, get the people in the car, get the people where they need to go. But if there's a time where you look around and you're like, this is a disaster. I cannot take these people places. Don't go. Be the leader. You will have a better time if you don't yell and criticize and threaten and you know, uh, command your kids to the next activity. If you spend time in a hotel room screaming at your children and then you show up at the pool, uh, you're not going to have a good time at the pool. Like you're tainting your own trip. So calming yourself, slowing down, getting onto like, you know, a, a slightly different agenda will help you move through those moments with a little bit more ease. 
So remember, you can always pause and think. You can always pause and reflect and and check in with yourself and regulate yourself. It's always best to delay, to pause, to stop until you feel like you can um, help your kids move through uh, whatever's going on for them. So what's number three? Um, No, what's number four? Connect before you correct, okay? You've heard this phrase before, I bet. I hardly ever say it, but it is part of the calm mama process is we do connect, limit, set, correct, right? So what happens to parents most of the time is we see misbehavior and we just start saying, stop, don't do that, right? We go fix it, change it, stop it, solve it, right? But the truth is that your child is behaving or they're resisting or they're wanting or they're demanding or they're, you know, whatever their behavior is, right? They're shouting, they're complaining, they're whining, they're name calling, they're picking on their siblings, they're asking, 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 asking for more things. When that is happening, I want you to remember that it's because your kids have some big feelings that they don't know what to do with. So, If you can pause before addressing their behavior and look at what the emotion that might be driving the behavior and addressing that unmet emotional need or helping them process that negative emotion. So looking at behavior as it's not behavior first, right? It's feelings first. So we're going to look at the feelings first, behavior second. And taking a look and saying like, hey, you hit your brother. Are you feeling disappointed about your ice cream? Right? So looking at their behavior instead of going, don't hit your brother. That's not nice. Stop it. That's not nice. You're ruining everybody's vacation. I can't take you anywhere. Right? That's going to the behavior. First, we want to look at the feelings. What is happening for this little person? Now, you want to make a guess. You can't ask your child what's going on because they don't know. If all of a sudden they're complaining about their ice cream, they don't even know. So we want to name the feeling that's underneath the behavior. Are you feeling disappointed? Yes, I am. Whatever, whatever he's, the kid says. Now what parents tend to do right after they, the child expresses the emotion is they'll start to go to logic like, but it's not true. His is the same size or you already, you didn't want a double. You only wanted a single. Like we start to try to rationalize the way their emotions and that never is effective. (laughs) So just allowing your child to feel their feel, oh, you're disappointed. It's okay. So you can't, your feelings make sense. You can't hit. So you're welcome to keep eating your ice cream as long as you don't hit. I'm going to hold your ice cream until I don't have to worry about you hitting. So you can have a limit. You can have correction. But I want you to connect first. When you teach your kids how to name those emotions that are underneath, then they are better able to talk about them. We always say to kids like, use your words, use your words. And yet we don't give them the words. We don't tell them what it's called, you know, what these big feelings are called. So sometimes, you know, staying calm, offering connection, it's not enough, right? Like there are times when your children do need limits and sometimes they even need consequences. So I don't want you to think that 
you can't give consequences on a vacation or or it'll be ruined or everyone will be mad and it'll be a sad vacation. Like that's not actually true. So let me give you some examples of what I mean by limits. Uh, we will go down to the pool once everyone has their sunblock on as long as it's done within the next 10 minutes. So then you set the timer and you start putting sunblock on people. And if you're with your partner, this is great. And then, ten, you know, 10 minutes goes off. The timer goes off. Ding, ding, ding. And you look around and you say, oh, you have sunblock on and you have sunblock on. So you guys can come to the pool and you don't. So you stay here with daddy. Now, your partner might be like, well, that's too bad. I want to go to the pool. Well, we're just giving an impact, right? Like you're going to run out of time. So we're going to have our child realize it. And then you walk out and then the other one, I want to go. I'm ready to put my sunblock on. Okay, buddy. Do you want me to put it on or do you want to put it on? So you're not fighting and screaming at them for 10 minutes about putting the sunblock on. You're letting them have that decision, failure, impact, and then they pivot their behavior. So another limit could be, I'll be happy to buy dessert after dinner tonight as long as there's no bickering while we wait for our table and there are no problems during the meal. Now, do you think your children are probably going to bicker if you've never done a limit before? Yep, because they don't believe you. (laughs) They don't know what you're saying. But you... You say, I'll be happy to buy dessert after dinner as long as there's no bickering while we wait. This is particularly useful if they're standing around fighting with each other while you're waiting for your table. So it's it's not a bribe. It's a result. It's just like, this is my boundary. I'm happy to give sweets to you guys as long as there's no problems right now. I'm happy to spend my money on you as long as this is an easy part of my day. And then when it it comes time to have dessert and maybe you and your partner get it or one kid does and the other one doesn't and they're going to have a big feeling cycle about that, right? So you have to decide, can I handle that? Hopefully the answer is yes. You can let them cry and be upset and be sad. And that feeling of, oh man, I didn't get ice cream because I was fighting with my brother That's what we want them to be thinking. But we have to be really careful not to say, see, I told you so. I told you. I said, if you didn't stop fighting with your brother, you were going to get ice cream. Now you don't have ice cream. See? Like, we don't need to point out their decision. Let them come to the understanding on their own. Um. My (laughs) one boundary one is about souvenirs. So you can give your kids a certain amount of money on a trip or say, no, mom, mom account is closed. We're not doing souvenirs. You can spend your own money on souvenirs. I don't have any money. Okay, great. Doesn't look like we're going to be buying any souvenirs. Now, the thing is that happens is that kids, when you have a limit and you let them make a decision and they don't, you know, they, they don't stop complaining or they don't stop fighting or whatever, or you tell them no, they are going to have feelings about it and they're going to get into another big feeling cycle and your brain is going to want to be like, well, that's enough. I, you know, you want to 
shame them out of it or shut them down enough so that you don't have to deal with their crying, right? But be matter of fact. Don't add lectures, criticisms, comparisons, bribes, yelling, hurting your kids, rejection. Don't add anything. Losing the ice cream or losing the souvenir or not going to the pool that's all that's needed to create the learning moment. You don't need to add anything. So be real careful to just be matter of fact. Be the leader. This is what happens. You guys fight, no ice cream. That's just how it is in this family. You don't have sunblock on, you don't come to the pool. That's how it is in this family. Right? Uh, you have $5 to spend uh, on gift at the gift shop. That's how it is in this family. You can be the leader. You can be strong. Now, are your kids going to have big feelings? Yes. Can you be compassionate for them while they experience that big feeling? Yes. Even though you're the one who's the mean person for not giving ice cream. I'm putting mean in air quotes because you're not being mean. Being firm, being the leader is not mean. Like I said earlier, it actually makes your kids feel safe. They're like, ah, oh, the grown-up knows what they're doing. <laughs> the grown-up's in charge. All right. Traveling with kids, it does not have to be some endless stream of conflict and grumpy feelings, but I want you to know that those are normal and natural because you're bringing humans with you on a trip and humans have a range of emotions all the time. We go through periods of time where we're happy, grumpy, annoyed, delighted, sh surprised, you know, ex exhausted. We have all of the different experiences. Your kids are human beings. They're allowed to have all their feelings and they're going to have those feelings on vacation. So the calmer you are when they have their big feelings, the more confident you are that you can handle those big feelings. When you bring that energy to your vacation, your children will be calmer and they will feel happier and they won't have as many big feelings. So it's kind of like anxiety begets anxiety. And like I talk about it sometimes, like amygdalas talk to amygdalas. So like the part of our brain that triggers our stress response is a social part of our brain. So it talks to the other uh, brains around us. And when you have an activated amygdala on a vacation, like a stressful situation that you're in, your kids are going to be, you know, borrowing your nervous system. So if yours is activated, theirs is going to be activated. If you soothe and calm yours, they will soothe and calm theirs, or you could co-regulate together. So your emotional regulation on the trip is the most important piece because then you will be more capable of helping the people in your family regulate. Now, when things go south, it's not a problem. Expect it, pause, reset, move forward with a limit, connect with yourself, connect with the kids, and give a limit and a consequence if necessary. So those are my tips for traveling. Um, it's not like regular tips that you might see on a blog like a you know, what to pack in a snack bag for the airport. I can give you all those tips, but that stuff is easy to find on the internet. But what I want to offer to you is 
actual, like, how to deal with the shit storm when your kids are having big feelings. Really, my advice to you when they're having big feelings, expect that it will happen. Regulate, calm yourself. Connect with them by naming their emotions. Riding the big feeling cycle. And setting a limit if necessary. All right. I I would love to hear about your vacations with your families. I actually really do want to know what you are doing with your kids this summer. I'm so curious. I love watching people on vacations and trips and learning more about you as you listen to this podcast. So if you're on social media, tag me in your comments and I want to look at your photos or send me um, some of your pictures on Instagram at Darlin Childress because um, I am curious. I want to know how your trips are going. And if you ever need anything, you want more support from me, you can book a, cons- a free consultation with me and I'll let you know when the next classes are coming or if I have any spots open for one-on-one. And um, yeah, or just reach out and, and let me know that you love the podcast and um, let me know if you want any further, any specific topics that you want me to talk about um, or any questions you have. I just love hearing from you so you can reach out um, via the website, calmamacoaching.com or on Instagram at Darlin Childress. All right, mamas, I will see you next week. I hope you have happy vacations. <laughs>